Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, church family, and Happy New Year. Please go with me to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, I pray that you would speak through me and perhaps even in spite of me. And so let the humble words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Now, I've wished you a Happy New Year, but I should also wish you a continued Merry Christmas. After all, we are still within the 12 days of Christmas or Christmas tide, as we call it in the life of the church. Now, Christmas tide concludes with Epiphany. Epiphany is this Wednesday, January the 6th. And because Epiphany falls in the middle of the week, we're both celebrating a continued Christmas tide this Sunday, but also considering scriptures that are often read on Epiphany. The sermon title today is Do You See What I See? You know that song, don't you? Do you see what I see? A star, a star. You know that one? Uh, This is a song uh, titled, Do You Hear What I Hear? It was written in the 60s and is actually a plea for peace during the Cuban Missile Crisis. That was the context of the writing of the song. But every time I think about the song, I just can't help but think about that scene in the first Gremlins movie. Do you remember that one? Do you see what I see? But I like it for this Sunday, though there are other songs that talk about this Christmas star, the star of of Bethlehem. I like it because Epiphany is about seeing. It's about a certain kind of seeing. Do you see what I see? As we think about Christ, this star, this light that continues to illumine our lives, do you see what I see? Is Christ the the North Star that enables you to navigate life, navigate uncertain times like this pandemic, Uh, even during more normal times, does the light of Christ, does Christ as our North Star guide us? Do you see Christ alive and active in your life and in the lives of others around you? Do you see what I see? Part of the work of the Christian church is to ask that question of the world. Do you, do you see what I see? Do you, do you see Christ alive and active? And are you allowing Christ to guide you? Do you see what I see? So let's talk a little bit more about epiphany and what it means in the life of the church. I want to offer another word about Epiphany, or more broadly, the Christian calendar. Now, in the Christian or the liturgical calendar, 
we have words like Christmas, Epiphany, Easter. Now we use these words in the life of the church, but none of these words are mentioned in Scripture. None of them are mentioned in the Bible. Instead, in the Bible, we find words like the birth of Christ. Or the Magi visiting. Or the resurrection. Now these words are found in Scripture. These are words that the church uses to observe parts of the life of Christ. They're seasons that the church has created to observe the life of Christ. For instance, I've mentioned before, Christmas or Christmas tide, 12 days. 12 days for us to meditate on the life of Christ. It's not just about Sunday mornings. What the liturgical calendar, the Christian calendar is meant to do is to help us spend days at home, days in our small groups, days with our families and our friends, days in personal devotion to think about these corresponding moments in the life of Christ. And so I say this to say that I hope that you will spend these days given us meditating on the, the meaning of the birth of Christ, meditating on the, the meaning of the Magi's visit and what it means to see. In these ways, the Christian calendar helps these moments in Scripture to come alive in the midst of our lives. I want to say just another word about the Magi. Now, the Magi were Persian Zoroastrian priests who were known for astrology, known for magic, and also the interpretation of dreams, among other things. Now, here in Matthew chapter 2, we're focused on astrology. They've seen the sign in the heavens. It may indeed have been this conjunction that we've just seen where Jupiter and Saturn aligned or it might have been uh, another sign. Uh, scripture tells us that they brought the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We don't exactly know how many magi came to visit uh, Mary and Joseph and Jesus, but tradition has held that um, a magi carried a single gift. This may or may not have been true. There could have been um, numerous magi. There may have just been uh, a couple magi. We don't really know, but they come bearing these gifts for a king. Now, in those times, it was often said that if there was a great astrological occurrence, that this would be the birth of a king or the coronation of the king or some event like that. And so they go believing that there is a king. They're on search for a king. These magi were the intellectual elite of the time. Now today we have uncoupled science and mysticism, but it was not so at the time. And I would encourage us not to uh, completely look down on that practice. 
you think about scholarship from a hundred years ago versus uh, what we think of today in our in any scientific discipline, for instance, or think about um, the the uh, academic opinions from fifty years ago versus today. And so many times we look back and say that's not quite what we think. And it is indeed the case. It's a very humbling notion that 50 years from now, uh, people who look back on some of the scholarship of today will say, that's not quite how we, we see it. This is the kind of thing that happens. But at the time, these were the, the intellectual elites who saw a sign in the heavens. And so they went searching. They went searching for something. They went searching for someone because of what they'd seen. Do you see what I see? Are you allowing Christ to be your North Star that guides you through life? Tomorrow night in our After Hours small group, we're beginning a new book study on Tim Keller's Every Good Endeavor. And this is a book about uh, vocation. It's a book about seeing our work as vocation, as calling uh, in the world. It's about allowing Christ to guide us as we do our work. Now, as we think about responses to this North Star that we find in, in Matthew's Gospel, there are a couple different responses to it. There is Herod's response, and then there are the response of the Magi. So Herod's response is very fear-based. <laughs> I think about the uh, quote from, from Yoda in one of those uh, Star Wars movies, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. Fear to anger, anger to hate, hate to suffering. Well, fear of what a new king would mean grips Herod's heart, and it leads to violence and suffering. Herod's response is all about, well, what, what is what I want in my life? What does maintaining what I want in my life mean for Jesus? The Magi's response is, is quite different. It's about what does Jesus mean for my life? These Magi are, are searching for wisdom. And in their search for wisdom, in their search for understanding, it draws them to Christ. It draws them to this God who we worship. Again, they didn't, they didn't start there. Um, that was not their religious tradition at the beginning of their journey. But along the journey, they've learned what Christ means for their lives. In such a way that before they return home, they're given a vision in a dream 
It's the voice of God speaking to these people who previously did not worship God. But the Spirit speaks to them in a dream, so they go back home by another way to avoid the schemes of Herod. Along the journey, they gain greater and greater clarity about what this star meant, about what this light that has come into the world through Jesus Christ means for their lives. Such that when they, when they came to the home of Mary and Joseph and they saw Jesus there, they began to worship. They were bringing gifts that were fit for a king. But in the presence of Christ, they couldn't help but be moved to their needs, knees in the spirit of worship. They were searching for wisdom, searching for understanding. And they found everything they were searching for in Christ. I hope and pray that you find everything that you're searching for in Christ, in the life of Jesus, in the life that Christ offers us. And my prayer for the world, for everyone who is, is searching, for everyone who's trying to find wisdom, trying to find meaning, trying to find understanding, trying to find some grounding in this world, that they would allow Christ to become their North Star and find everything they're searching for in Him. So my challenge to you this week as we are Thinking about a new year, we've all said, thank God for a new year. As we're beginning this new year, as we're making resolutions, as we're dreaming forward about a, a time when we can regather and when vaccines are readily available and we imagine all the possibilities for us and for our community, for our church. One challenge to us as we begin this year is to allow Christ to remain and be our North Star because in Christ, we found everything that we're looking for. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you. And we hope to see you soon.